listening to the Business of Baking podcast with Michelle Green, the small business podcast that's all about successfully running your own sweet food company without losing your mind. If you've ever brought dessert to a party and been told you can make a fortune selling those, then you're in the right place. This is an honest, straight-talking podcast about the highs and lows of being in small business. Fueled by late nights, crazy client stories, and a permanent sugar high, we're going to listen, share, and learn our way to sweet business success. Here's your host, writer, speaker, recovering cake decorator, and incurable sweet tooth, Michelle Green. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast for 2019. It's pretty exciting to be back in my chair, wearing the fancy headphones and talking into the mic and chatting to myself, actually me and the dog in the home office. So it's kind of exciting to be back. I've been really looking forward to doing the podcasting this year. I've come up with a whole list of topics that I want to talk about. I've come up with a range of really interesting people to interview. A little bit like last year, my plan is to interview people who are a little bit left of center, meaning that they're related to our industry, but they're not necessarily right in the thick of it. So they might be doing, you know, other things like maybe they're wedding photographers or maybe they're, you know, people who are kind of related to what we do, marketers, or maybe they're crafters. They're kind of people who have similar struggles and triumphs to us, but they're in a slightly different arena because I thought it might be nice to hear from different people. And I've also got a couple of experimental episodes coming up where I do things a little bit differently to how I've done them in the past. So thank you so much if you listened last year. And if you're new to this year's podcast, I welcome you to take uh, yourself along for the ride. It's great fun. I love doing it. And I love the incredible feedback I've gotten from so many of you. So thank you so much. Without further ado, let's jump straight into season 2019. Here we go. Today, I wanted to talk about being at a crossroads in your business. So this last summer, well, Australian summer, so that means it happened when the rest of you were freezing in winter, I went on an incredible month-long trip to South America and to the Antarctic Peninsula and to Antarctica. So I went all around that area and it was a truly life-changing experience. And I spent a lot of time thinking about the business and that. And that prompted me to send an email to my subscriber list, so people who are on my newsletter. And I wanted to share a little bit about that email and maybe a little bit about what's behind it and kind of what I'm thinking into the future. Not because this is a vanity episode where it's like, let's talk about Michelle's life, but more because I think at this time of year, a lot of us reach a crossroads in our business. A lot of us have had some downtime or maybe it's been crazy busy over Christmas and we kind of lost that downtime and we're exhausted. This is a kind of a funny time of year to be thinking about this stuff. You know, enough time has gone by that the holiday has faded into the background but we're still at the start of the year, so we have a lot of things that we can think about. So I'm going to start by reading you what this email said. And it said, hey, Michelle, I'm home. I'm recently back from the most incredible experience of my life, experiencing the awe-inspiring world, which is South America, the Falkland Islands, South Georgia, and Antarctica. The lessons I learned there could fill several newsletters, and I'm sure in the coming months, more and more of those lessons will become clear as I mentally sift through and process the experiences I had. I spent a whole lot of time thinking about things and a whole lot of time thinking about nothing. And it was glorious. But one thing which came to mind a lot was the business of baking. It's now been over five years that I've run this business and I turned it from a $100 three-hour class in my bakery into what it is now, a community, a blog, a book, a podcast, online classes, in-person classes, social media communities, and so on. 
I built all of this from the ground up and I couldn't be more proud of it. And I love it with all my heart and soul. And no, I'm not giving it up. However, I'm at a crossroads. Our industry has significantly changed and I personally have significantly changed. What used to feel like the right path isn't as clear as it used to be. I've spent all this time helping our industry out and now I'm just not sure how to be more helpful. So help me out here, please. Sure, I can go and I can create even more things, more podcasts, more classes, more newsletters, more videos, and blah de blah blah but I'm not sure that that's what you need or even want from me. I'm just no longer sure that making more of stuff is the way to go from here. So please, could you do something for me? Write back to this newsletter and be honest and level with me and answer this one question. What do you want me to do for you? Now, I personally read and reply to every email I get without judgment at all. So be honest, even if you think I won't like the answer. And even if the answer is nothing, Michelle, I don't need anything else, I'd like you to write back. With love, Michelle. And then it says, P.S. I'm not actually kidding here. I really do need to make some decisions. I want to keep working for and with our community, but I need to know what our community needs and wants from me. And also, I'll admit that it scares the heck out of me to send an email like this, but it's long overdue. So I sent that email out to many thousands of people, all of whom are on this list, and I was kind of a mix of excited and a little bit terrified about what these people might say. And I'm sure some of you are on that list and read that email. And please know if you did reply to me, I'm very grateful. I did get dozens and dozens and dozens of very amazing replies. And I'll share with you in a moment what a lot of them had to say. But I also wanted to take a minute to talk about the crossroads part of this. So I talked about the industry being at a crossroads. And I wanted to share my thoughts about what I mean by the industry being at a crossroads. So firstly, I've experienced in recent time, and I'm going to say recent is probably the last 18 months, maybe two years max, people are getting out of our industry a lot faster because they're discovering that small business is hard. And by the way, when I say our industry, I don't mean that they decorate for fun and then they you know, decide they suddenly want to learn how to crochet. I'm talking about the people who are in it as a business, yeah? So I'm noticing that people are getting out a lot faster it's too hard. It takes up too much time, It whatever. So it used to be that people kind of got in the industry and stuck at it for a while and then kept sticking at it and kept sticking at it. And it took a lot for them to go, yep, I'm hanging up my hat. But I've noticed in recent times, people are hanging up their hat a whole lot faster. They're giving up a whole lot faster. So that's part of it. Also, the number of people going into business in our industry, I think, has slowed down significantly. I think there's a couple of reasons for that. I think one the industry has just kind of quietened down a little bit. Like, you know, when all those cake shows came on TV, it was new and exciting and it was fun and kind of, it was very much, you know, caking is the new black or decorating is the new black. But as time has gone on and these shows are now in their 85th season and the detail of the shows, like it used to be like, you know, great British bake off. And now it's stuff like, Holiday baking with children age 10 to 3 you know, under the sun and the moon and the skies. And oh, by the way, these children are only disadvantaged children. Oh, and also they're in Africa. And also they are only have one limb. And also they whatever. Championship. <laughs> like these shows have become super, super, super niche. Not enough that it used to be a holiday baking contest. Now it's a Halloween gory contest or it's a, you know, whatever. Like the, to keep the... TV show thing going, they've become more and more and more niche and it's just ridiculous. So I think part of it is that 
the industry is no longer shiny and new and exciting. So I think that is definitely part of what's slowing the flow of people coming in. I think there's been a lot of cake people or cookie people or cake pop people, whatever you are, who listen to other people. And when other people in the groups you're in are saying things like customers only care about price and, you know, people are rude and somebody left me a negative review and, you know, all this kind of jazz, I think it kind of scares them off a little bit. Like they don't necessarily want to go into it because others have put the fear of God into them. And then there is that ever pervasive rumor that there's no money in cake, right? Or there's no money in sweet food, which is a load of rubbish, frankly. You don't need to look any further than the current explosion of donut stores everywhere to know that there is plenty of money in sweet food still. People are paying like eight bucks a donut, myself included, which by the way is ridiculous because I don't even like donuts that much. I mean, like I like them, but I don't like, I don't love them eight dollars worth, except there I am spending eight dollars on a donut, right? Because it's got some fancy, I don't know what on it. So I'm clearly a sucker for all things sweet. So I think part of it is that they're listening to the rumors that there's no money in cake and the pricing and stuff. I think that we had a generation of cake makers and sweet food makers who grew up with those original TV shows, which are now in the five to eight year old category. Meaning when Ace of Cakes first got on TV and when Cake Boss first got on TV, that was about five to eight years ago now. And there were a lot of people that got into it then as a result of those TV shows but they have now either moved up and they own a store or several stores or whatever, or they moved out. They went to another career. They went back to what they did before. They whatever. So that generation of people in it, I think, have moved on quite a bit. And the last reason I think that our industry has changed a lot and our industry is at a little bit of a crossroad is actually because we have become a generation of makers and creators who want immediate gratification. We want tools to do everything for us. We want tutorials to do everything for us. We want ever increasingly more gadgets to do things for us. And for me, I always kind of toe the line between being so glad that our industry has innovated and has created new products to make our finished product better, but also to increase our productivity and our efficiency. And so on the one hand, I have like a love-hate relationship with the whole tools thing because it's great that we have stuff that makes us work better and smarter and faster. But at the same time, we have become so reliant on that immediate gratification that I feel the current generation, probably not a great word, but they're not really technicians. They're just people who use tools to create stuff. And I think as an industry, we have lost a fair degree of that innovation and creativity in the actual making of the product, not in the tools, but in the making of the product. And so I wonder if there are fewer people going into it and those that go into it, go into it, realize that it's hard work, realize that you can't really rely on a cutter for everything. And that kind of then propels them out a lot faster. So as an industry, I think we're at a little bit of a crossroads. So that's that part of it. As for me personally being at a crossroads, so there's a lot of interesting things that have happened over the course of my five and a bit years doing the business of baking. And probably the three that are the most significant, I'd say, is they're, and they're not negative, by the way. They're all like really positive things, yeah? So one is that where I go, every time I teach, every time I send a newsletter or whatever, I always get a response from people which says, Michelle, have you considered being a life coach? <laughs> so that question comes up a lot. And 
I think what that is indicating is that over the past five plus years of running the business of baking, I started out with very practical advice, how to write a newsletter, how to deal with customers, what to do if you lose your mojo, how to do your marketing, how to send a newsletter, you know, whatever, all this kind of technical stuff. It was very, if you go and read the old blogs, I was interviewing people all the time. I was doing a lot of highly directive stuff, like learn how to do this, learn how to do that, learn how to do the other. And over time with the growth of the industry and the change in, I guess, my own thoughts on things, the blog became a lot more emotion-based, a lot more mental health-based, a lot more based in, you know, what do you do if you want to quit? What does that process look like? You know, what do you do if you have, you know, traumatic memories of people bullying you or whatever? What do you do about that? And that change from instructional to, I guess we'd call it inspirational, has been gradual for me, but it's very much a reflection of the things that I want to talk about more these days. I'm still happy to talk marketing and pricing and newsletters and whatever, but I think for us as an industry, more important is the information about mental health, about dealing with it when things don't go right, about making the tough decisions, either close or start or whatever your business so for me, that whole Michelle, you should be a life coach thing. It's a funny one because it happens. I get told it a lot and I love that I get told it. I think it's a really beautiful reflection on what people are getting out of me. But I'm wondering if that isn't the direction I should be going in a bigger way. And so I've been kind of rolling that around in the back of my head. And funnily enough, I was chatting to someone another cake maker recently. And I was joking with her like, you know, oh my God, yet again, I got one of those emails saying, Michelle, you should be a life coach. And she sort of looked at me a bit funny. And I said, oh, why are you looking at me strange? She said, you actually are a life coach just instead of for one person, it's for a whole industry of people. It was actually such a beautiful compliment. But it's funny because I've resisted that life coach title for a really long time. And I think that maybe it's the kind of thing that rather than continuing to fight it, I've got to embrace it. I'm just not sure what that looks like. The second thing that has happened is my generation of cake makers, meaning those people who saw all those shows like five to eight years ago, you know, as I mentioned a minute ago, they've all grown up and grown out. So where does this leave me as a business coach and as a business advisor? Well, I kind of have two choices. I can provide that group of people with increasingly challenging and next level information. So I can provide them with like deep dives on social media and on marketing and all this kind of stuff. Or I can choose to start again with this new generation of people who are cropping up, right? Because there are new people entering the industry. And so, you know, do I go kind of backwards in time and really focus on those beginners again and kind of essentially rinse and repeat the business of baking where I dig up those old blog posts, maybe I refresh them, and I just really chase after only educating the people who are in this industry recently or in this industry in the last two years, right? So that's a bit of a crossroads for me because it's sort of like, well, who do I want to teach? Do I want to teach the people who have been around and stuck it out this far? Do I want to teach the people who are brand new and kind of go backwards and reteach all those skills that I have taught that first crop? I'm not really sure about that. So that is another thing that's kind of come up. 
And the last thing that's happened to me being at a crossroads is more personal in nature in that my kids have grown up. So at the time that I started my bakery, you know, I started when they were two and then I grew that bakery up with them. And then by the time they were 13, I was growing the business of baking. And now in a couple of months, those kids are going to be 18. And they just started their final year of high school, which is so amazing to me and yet so terrifying at the same time. So they're into their final year of high school. And this means that my life from a very practical point of view is probably going to change a fair bit. I've also had some relationship changes as well. And so this is like a whole new chapter of my life. I'm not going, you know, by the end of the year, I won't have the crazy school fees. I won't have kids that need me to pick them up from the bus stop, although they might because <laughs> most Australian children don't leave home for university. But those kids are growing up and that is making me, and moving on, I imagine that at least one, if not two of them are going to be traveling next year and won't be living at home at all. So I'll be like a partial empty nester. So I've got to really think about that. The fact that, you know, my life is changing and they are changing. And for those of you who have followed the blog for a long time or the podcast for a long time, the children asked me not to travel this year. And so that changes my income, that changes, you know, a lot of things for me. And so this is like a whole new chapter of my life. Do I want to go back to the traveling and teaching? Do I want to stay close to home? I'm not really sure. So the children's lives growing and changing and them being nearly 18 now obviously has an impact on me as well. So while our industry is at a crossroads, I personally am at a crossroads and it's been an interesting couple of weeks of really thinking about oh my goodness, what next? And I thought I'd just briefly share with you a couple of the responses that I got to that email. I actually kept track of who said what. So these were the four most common responses that I got to that kind of unofficial survey of what do you want from me? The number one most popular answer was please keep producing podcast episodes. <laughs> I was not expecting that response whatsoever, but I had a whole lot of people coming back and saying, please, please, please don't turn off the podcast. I love listening to it when I'm working. You inspire me in the car, all this kind of stuff. So thanks guys for that. I honestly had no idea how far this podcast reaches. So that was an incredibly beautiful thing. The second thing that I got is you need to start a TV show or a YouTube channel because you're hilarious and people need to see you on TV. And several people made the suggestion that I have one of those like save my bakery shows where I go in and sort out their lives and there's this big dramatic moment in the middle and then at the end they hug me and tell me how grateful they are and then I visit them six weeks later. <laughs> that TV show already exists. I'm pretty sure that Buddy Velastro did one and I think actually somebody else did one, but for sure I know Buddy did one. I think there was one, I think Elise Strahan did one as well. But anyway, so I've had multiple requests to do TV shows and YouTube, which would be lovely. And I would definitely not say no to that kind of opportunity, but I don't think it's something that I would do of my own volition. I think if somebody approached me, I would do it, but I don't think it's something I would do of my own volition. The next most popular response was do coaching, life coaching or one-on-one -on -one business coaching. Please, please, Michelle, will you coach me? And that was also very flattering and a beautiful thing. So I did one-on-one -on -one coaching for a very long time. In fact, the business of baking kind of started with that more than anything else, really. Other than the classes, I did a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching. And then I stopped doing it for a little while because it became emotionally really draining. But I have to say, with so many people asking, I might have to find a way to bring that back this year. 
And then the number one response I got by far that was not practical, as in not podcasts or TV shows or whatever, was whatever you do, Michelle, do it from the heart. So I cannot tell you how many times that message got repeated to me. Do it from the heart. Do what you love. We don't care what you produce. Just produce something. And if you do it with heart and with love and you do it to make you happy, I'm sure the rest of us will be happy with it. Which, oh my goodness, some of those emails were so totally mind-blowingly kind and loving and it was amazing and it kind of made me feel like perhaps the message that I've been pushing for so long that business is both about passion and about profit maybe that message is actually happening you know maybe it's actually trickling through to the people it needs to trickle through to so those were the most popular responses I got and what it's made me remember is something that I've blogged about a couple of times, and I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it here on the podcast too, which is that at several points in your business, you're going to get to what I call the grow or stop stage. And let me explain what those are. Grow or stop stage is essentially a crossroads, just like I said before. Grow is when you realize, yep, I've been spinning my wheels in this spot and I need to grow. That could be you hire an employee. That could be you open a second storefront. That could be you invest more heavily in your marketing. That could be you do some classes about business stuff to help you run the business better. You basically make a growth decision that the way your business is working out might be fine, but it needs to move to that next level. So that is a growth decision. And the other decision is stop. Now, stop doesn't mean you shut the doors and like, see you later, bye. Although it might for some of you. And I'm going to actually talk about that in a future episode. I'm going to talk about how you decide if it's time to shut. So that one stop is you either end it, okay, or you keep things as is. So you say, you know what? I'm not unhappy with how things are going at the moment. I'm just kind of letting it roll. I don't feel the need to move forward. I'm happy with the orders I get. I'm happy with the money I'm making. Everything's fine. So I'm not going to stop doing anything, but I'm certainly not going to seek out growth opportunities. And so this is really what I'm talking about when I talk about being at a crossroads, both for our industry and for me personally, both of those things have reached the grow or stop stage. Do we grow those things further? And from an industry point of view, where does this industry go? We have the toys, we have the learning. What's next for us? I have to kind of wonder, you know, what, comes next for us as an industry? Or is our industry in a stop phase where, to be honest, there's not going to be a whole lot of innovative stuff coming in the next few years. It's just a case of the people who are in it are in it. We get new people, but not as many. Some people drop off and it just kind of spins its wheels. The truth is I'm not sure. I do think that some communities are growing. I think the cookie community for sure is growing. I think the chocolate community is growing a lot. I've seen a lot of cake makers and cake pop makers and whatever venture their way into chocolate and other treats. But I don't know where that's going. So I think the industry is at a grower stop and I am at a grower stop. And as I mentioned at the beginning of this recording, this time of year, I think it's really common to have these kind of questions. And actually, I think it's normal and healthy to ask yourself these kind of questions. Am I in the growth stage? Am I in the stop stage? I'm stuck here at this crossroads. What do I do? This time of year is a funny one because for many of us, not everyone, but for many of us, January is a pretty dead month, particularly true in Australia or other Southern Hemisphere countries. January can often be a bit of a dead month, especially those first two weeks. And when business slows down, 
well, you'd hope that one of the side effects of the business slowing down is that it gives you the time and the brain space to ask yourself these questions. Where to from here? I think that this time of year can be a great time for reflection, but I will also tell you that this time of year is when a lot of people panic. So those of us who have had a quiet January and maybe a quiet February are kind of freaking out a bit, like, where are all my orders? Where did everybody go? What's going on? And it's the calm before the storm because then the summer comes and it's chaotic and we're all losing our minds or whatever. So I think it's really common to have this time of year be the time of year where we should reflect. We should ask ourselves the grow or the stop questions. We should do what I kind of call a checkup from the neck up, meaning we should check in with our head. What's going on up there? You know, was last year a good year? Did I make the money I wanted to make? Did I do the things I wanted to do? Or is this now time for me to maybe examine things a little bit differently. Maybe last year wasn't as fabulous as I wanted it. Well, why is that? Was it the money? Was it the staffing? Was it what you produced? Did you want to produce different things and you just end up making 10,000 drip cakes or whatever it was, right? So this is a really good time to have that grow or stop reflection. I think a lot of people mistake this time though, this reflection time as losing your mojo because what happens is, particularly if you've taken some time off, you take the time off and then you have to go back to the real world and the re-entry is really hard. And I will say that for me, the re-entry from that big trip away to now has been very challenging. And there's been a certain kind of procrastinating resistance. So I will tell you that I have had record podcasts on my to-do list for solidly three weeks and I'm only getting around to it now, which is not terribly impressive. I mean, yay, I'm doing it and I'm glad we're all here. But I found the transition from time off and holiday time back into the real world, pretty rough. And when you work for yourself, there's nobody you can really blame that on. Well, and you also don't have the advantage of, you know, other staff members and a boss and whatever it is (laughs) kind of being like, yep, you need to be back at work on Monday. You don't have that advantage, you know? So it's been an interesting procrastinating kind of couple of weeks for me. And I'm glad to be back now. And I happily say that the wheels are turning again. But this time of year is rough for a lot of us. So my recommendation for you, if you are also feeling that you are at a little bit of a crossroads and you're kind of not sure, do I grow this business? Do I stop this business? Is there a kind of an alternative? I have to say that I think the process is not necessarily one that you can speed up. That thinking and considering time is nothing that I've ever been able to speed up. I just kind of need to wait for the cogs to start turning again, for the answers to bubble to the surface. And it's for an overachiever like me, it is annoying as all get out to have to wait for that information to come. It's like business purgatory, right? Your head is trapped in this like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I need to come up with an answer. I need to come up with an answer. I need to come up with an answer. And your heart is going like, nah, let's just hang out in bed for a little while longer. Nah, let's call it self-care. Nah, maybe eat a little bit more chocolate. Yeah, that might make me feel better. (laughs) So you're trapped in this kind of like inner world. And so I really just wanted to share with you guys today that I believe that as an industry, we're at a crossroads. Me personally, I'm at a crossroads, but I think it's a good thing. I'm actually really excited to see what the future holds. And I just wanted to say that if you are feeling like this is a bit of a crossroady time for you and you're not sure which way is up and you're sort of not sure what you want to do either with yourself or with your business this year, that's a totally normal feeling at this time of year. And if I can be of any help, you are more than welcome to send me an email. It's michelle at thebizofbaking.com. 
really happy to hear from you. Like if you want to say like, hey, Michelle, I'm stuck in this middle space and I kind of get it. Or, hey, I was thinking about doing option A or option B and I'm not sure which one I want to do. You're more than welcome to send me an email. And if I can offer some wisdom or some life coaching, <laughs> I am really more than happy to do that. But if you are feeling a little bit unsure of things and just kind of not kind of sure which way is up, let me just reassure you that it's normal and that it's healthy and that I think eventually all answers will bubble to the surface. They might not quite be the answers you thought you were going to get. They might be the answers that, yeah, you weren't expecting at all, but somehow the answers always have a way of coming to the surface when you need them to. So just know that if you're listening to this and you're feeling like you are at a crossroads in that grow or stop phase, you are not alone. There's a lot of us out there feeling that way and that I wish you well as you make your way through the decision-making process, but a time will come when the decision of which direction to go becomes clear and it'll be little difficult, but you'll be grateful for this time that you had now to think about that and let all of that trickle down. So you're not on your own on this one, hey? We are all sometimes feeling like, what do I do from here? What's the next step? And I think that that's a useful process. So live in the process. I would say enjoy it, but I think that's really difficult. So just try to live in the process, feel the feels, and see what bubbles to the surface. Thanks so much for listening today to me today to the first episode of 2019. We've got lots of super fun stuff coming up and I promise not to procrastinate on the other episodes from here on in. We're going to pump these babies out so you guys have plenty to listen to and be inspired by and hopefully you get out of it what you need to get out of it, whether that's knowledge, whether that's life coaching or whether it's just a little bit of me being a little bit ridiculous. Whatever you get out of it, I'm grateful you're here. Good luck with your thinking time. Thanks for listening to the Business of Baking podcast. You can find show notes, links, and other fun stuff for this and previous episodes at thebizofbaking.com. Until next time, may your oven stay evenly hot, your ganache never split, and may you always be in the business of being awesome.